0: Hey, everybody, and thank you for being here. This is Coaching Confidence episode 10. Wow, we are 10 episodes in. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. I love the suggestions, the support you guys have been showing. I appreciate it. Uh, let's, let's keep it going, man. I have a really fun episode this week. Originally, this was going to be a short episode. That was just going to be a couple comparisons, but I've seen so much that is actually very crazy how very similar some of these people have careers. And so I think I'm going to make this a small series. Let me know if you guys are rocking with it. Send me more suggestions, make comments, post it, send it to your friends, all that great stuff. So this episode, we will be comparing Dennis Rodman and Mario Balotelli. Let's jump in. So these two are the epitome of rock stars in their sport. I mean, insanely talented. Dennis Rodman, still today the leading all-time rebounder in the NBA, averaged over 18 points at one point in the in a season. I mean, 18 rebounds at one point in the season. Uh, Mario Balotelli insane numbers at one point he was averaging a goal almost every 68 minutes for like if you had if you play at the time he was playing uh, a full like 90 minute games against major teams Not, about, we'll, we'll get into all that later but yeah insanely talented yet at the same time they also had other things that they were widely known for insane fines insane haircuts insane antics uh and a whole lot more so we're gonna get into all that this episode so first i'm gonna talk about their early years kind of compare those a little bit dennis rodman was he grew up in a single parent household his dad actually left his family when he was three years old and his mother was working odds and end jobs and stuff like that and with him having two older sisters she really wasn't able to give them the attention that they needed and his both of his older sisters were actually national track champions dennis himself was actually insanely small not very athletic none of that stuff high school he literally played half a season of basketball one year and only sat on the bench didn't do anything at all um he actually didn't start to get good until after high school he had already graduated high school he was a janitor at the time um he had already gotten into trouble with the law something about like stealing watches the charges were eventually dropped but yeah you can see that charges are crazy things are already starting to happen then eventually he shot up from like five feet to like six foot seven and um as he started to grow he said that just basketball kind of came naturally to him he eventually got a scholarship to go play at gainesville texas and where he averaged 17 points 18 rebounds unfortunately he was kicked out for academic reasons and he eventually had to go home where he was also kicked out because he just wasn't pulling his weight his mom wanted him to get a job he was kind of running around doing you know the streets all that stuff you know what they say and luckily though he was able to get another big break in 1983 where he went to southeastern oklahoma where he averaged 25 points seven rebounds 15 i'm sorry 25.7 rebounds, 25.7 points wow not going to take that out leaving that in there also averaged 15.7 rebounds Um, over those three three seasons he was there, leading them to a 74 and 22 record for the time he was there. So you can see he was insanely talented. However, just grew up in a very tumultuous situation. And that kind of led to a lot of stuff off the court. I mean, it's hard to focus on being such a superstar when you have all this stuff going on. And you'll see that Mario Balotelli kind of grew up in a very similar situation. Dennis Grodin grew up in the 60s in the 70s and that there wasn't the best time to be a young black american um who didn't really know what they wanted to do with their life and so yeah it could lead to you getting into a little bit of trouble and i could see how he ran into the law a couple times but yeah i don't think that excuses a lot of the other stuff that happened so here we are So Mario Balotelli, much like Dennis Rodman, had a very tumultuous upbringing. He was born August 12, 1990, and his family was not very well off. He actually himself had a very bad digestive problem, and that combination was very expensive. So his family unfortunately had to put him up for adoption, and he was eventually adopted by the Balotelli family, where he got his last name from. He started his time spending part of his days with the Balotelli family during the weeks and those weekends with the, his originally family, his original family, so he could grow up with his siblings and know them a little bit. Eventually he was fully adopted by the Balotelli family. And he started playing soccer there um, during the time he was getting treatment at a very young age. And eventually he was grabbed up by the youth academy, La Maison, La Maison, something like that and um at the age of 11 and for four years he played with them until he was promoted to their their senior squad at the age of 15 so i mean you have to be insanely talented to make a new squad in general but to be promoted to the senior squad at 15 and to start starting for them is a whole different thing so he started for for them for a couple of, for a couple of years and at 15 um he actually had a tryout as well with Barcelona and Barcelona eventually passed on him because they heard a bunch of crazy stuff about him peeing on his teammates and yeah so as you can see it's already a little bit of craziness starting Um, eventually the next year though uh, actually Inter Milan picked him up and that's where he kind of got his big break. So Dennis's big break came in 1985, at the age of 25 actually. The Detroit Pistons drafted him after doing so well in college, and he was able to join in that bad boy Pistons era, along with the likes of like Bill Lambier, Isaiah Thomas, um, Joe Dumars, he had a bunch of other really talented people around him, And so even though he was kind of getting a late start he was only able to he was able to solely focus on his his talents of like defense and just giving it his all and because of that he actually led to a really talented rookie year where he was able to lead them all the way to the eastern conference finals up against larry bird where they eventually lost in the eastern conference finals but I mean that was only his rookie year, and so to do all of that and play, I think I believe he played 77 games his rookie year, and he averaged uh, seven points, six rebounds, and 15 minutes. So yeah, that was really well done for just his rookie year. Um, eventually, did have a little bit of allegations surrounding that though as well. His rookie year, he said that Larry Bird was a little overrated. He said that he felt that. If he was black, he wouldn't be nearly rated as high of a player as he is in the standings and all this other stuff, so. Mario's big break came with Inter Milan. He debuted against Sheffield United and he scored two goals. He played the next game and only played like one minute, so that game really doesn't count. The very next game, he played against Regine and scored another two goals. Um, Then after that, he went on just like a crazy, like he didn't play that much, but every time he he got in his rookie year, he went on a crazy two goal scoring streak. They were down two to one against Juventus, put in Mario Balotelli, scored another two goals. Um, Same thing against Roma. They were down. Put in Mario Balotelli. Scored another two goals. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Anyways. So they were playing against uh, Juventus in a Supercopa. They were down. Put in Mario Balotelli. Scored two goals. By November, he was the youngest player to ever score in the Champions League. And they were afraid of everybody... Thought that this man was about to win a Ballon d'Or. Like Manchester United, Ronaldo was in second place to this Balotelli in, in this prime of his life. It was crazy, man. It was crazy to see. All of this was happening. He was only a rookie still at Inter Milan, and he still had a lot to come. At that time, there were still some things starting to come up a little bit. Jose Mourinho was talking about having to ban him because. At least for two weeks, he got a ban because he wasn't coming to training like he was training way less than the older players. So you can see things were already starting to pop up just a little bit. Same thing as Dennis Rockman. We've established now that both of these people were insanely talented from a very young age. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about once they got into their careers, how they got a little bit more settled and how controversy followed. so the 1988-1989 season or dennis's sophomore season he led his team all the way to the eastern conference finals beat larry bird then they went against the lakers unfortunately lost but during that time he won the all defensive first team and actually led the league in field goal percentage after that his third year brought his team back to the finals against the lakers beat those same lakers then fourth year went all the way back to the finals again beat the lakers again one of the only teams to run the championship back to back during that time he was all defensive first team defensive player of the year, played more than half the games, started, I'm sorry, more than half the games, um, had 10 points, nine rebounds on 58% shooting, and he was an all-star at the age of 28. So Dennis Rodman was really the man, came in the league, and in four years, won the title two times. That is a crazy thing to think of. And they was just, he was just getting started, to be honest. Unfortunately, that was the end of that bad boy Detroit area era. And they kind of blew up the squad. And yeah, they kind of got crazy after that. But that really wasn't the end for Dennis, though. After that, his fifth year, he was still the defensive player of the year. Um, at that time, 1991, 1992, he kind of went crazy. He started, he was the first in rebounds in the league, averaged like, uh 18.7 rebounds. It was his first all-NBA call-up, his second all-star call-up, and his first time. Uh, it, was the, it was his first of seven NBA rebounding titles of the year. So he just kind of kept going crazy after that. So the rest of Mario Balotelli's time in Inter was definitely something to be seen. And um, I believe it was like 2006. It was like the second year around when he started, or 2007. 2007 was the second year with Inter, and yeah, this man was—he oh, was amazing. I mean, he won a Super Copa Italia, a, a Copa Italia, a Euro, a Europa Cup. He was amazing, but off the field this man was also something to be seen Uh, he was caught like car getting towed a bunch of times like jose Mourinho had to ban him one time at practice for not even he he was banned from playing for not coming to practice um he wore a rival jersey like this man wore wore like a rival jersey one time with his name on the back and people thought like, what are you doing? Are, are you saying you want to trade? Are you saying you've been traded? Like, that's just super disrespectful. If you say you play for the club, like why, why would you do that? What's going on? Like th- this man was crazy. And yeah, all of that. It was kind of, oh and then after that oh the other part of that after that so the next couple of games after the fans wanted him to get banned for wearing the jersey he played in a game they lost he ripped off the inter jersey and like threw it on the ground and yeah after that it was basically time for him to go like jose was like yeah man like we, we love you we respect you but yeah you gotta go it's time for you to find another team while you're about while your value is still high um so They did. They eventually shipped him off to Manchester City. So after that amazing 1991-92 season, Dennis Rodman's 92-93 season was anything but what he would have expected. The coach from who was kind of like a surrogate father to him resigned from the team, and that left a huge hole in his heart. Interviews at the time said he was playing very emotional. His head wasn't very much in the game. He actually, off the court as well, was divorcing his wife, going up against a lot of legal troubles. He skipped like the boot camp, and so they were trying to like ban him from playing and a bunch of other stuff. It, it was a lot going on, and he actually got caught driving up somewhere to... He was driving up to like a lodge somewhere with like a shotgun trying to take his own life and actually fell asleep in the car. Cops caught caught him and pulled him over. And luckily during that time, he kind of realized like he needed to move. He said he was very lost, needed to move, needed to get out of there. And so that's what he did. They got him a trade and he ended up trading to the San Diego Spurs. Um, San Antonio Spurs. I don't know why I said San Diego, San Antonio in Austin right now, but whatever. To the San Antonio Spurs, anyways, first year at the Spurs was really awesome. I mean, aside from like thirty-two thousand dollar fine for headbutting a referee, he was going crazy. Went back to his old old self, led the league in rebounds. I think he was averaging like sixteen rebounds or something like that that season. So everybody thought it was back, you know. However. So the start of Mario Bellatelli's time at Man City actually went really well. He came in, well, not really well. He actually tore his meniscus on the first game. But after that, he came in and did really well. Uh, He scored on his debut, scored two goals, then came in and he got like the golden boy, scored like three goals, a hat trick that same week kept scoring he was doing really well that first uh, like half of that season everybody thought it was going to work out he came in on like a 22 million dollar transfer fee so it was like a huge thing everybody still had faith in him it was it was going growing really well you know eventually later on he kind of got comfy he kind of lingered off the second half of that season didn't really score as much but people still had faith on him faith in him you know he had went had a strong debut all of that However, his antics kept up. You know, there was a video of him getting caught playing Angry Birds on the sideline during a game when instead of paying attention, there was a bunch of like stuff going on in the locker rooms where he wasn't showing up for practice. His car kept getting towed. I think his car got towed 27 times while he was there. Um, But during that same time, during those same times, he wasn't playing that often. And this man played Manchester United, I think, who was it, Manchester United, Juventus, Barcelona, Napoli, a bunch of like the top 10 teams and scored against all of those 10 teams. And so during the times that he was on the field, this man was insane. But yeah, it was kind of just like, do you keep, do you put up with all of his antics off the field? Like there was one preseason time at Manchester City where the, I think it was like his second year at Manchester City, where he got the ball in open breakaway. And instead of just shooting the ball into the goal, he tried to do a 360 like back heel roulette and like knock the ball out of bounds. Immediately got subbed off by his coach. And it was just like, come on, bro. Like, that's disrespecting the game. That's disrespecting another team. Like, we weren't even, you're, you're not even winning like that, that much. Why would you do that? So, it, yeah, it, it wasn't always the best, but you could tell he was always insanely talented. It was maybe just the case where, like, he was so talented that he didn't really want to try that hard. So, I don't know. Eventually, though, uh, Roberto Mancini thought it would be best to kind of separate and send them back to Italy They thought that sending him back over to Italy would help him focus and He was kind of right like you sent him back to AC Milan that team whose jersey he wore when he was playing for Inter Milan their rivals So, oh man, I forgot Um one of my favorite things that Mario Balotelli did at, did at his time at Manchester City, being a Manchester City fan myself, I remember when Mario assisted Sergio Aguero, it was kind of like an off shot where he slid and fell, the ball kind of bounced off of him, and his only assist in the his whole Premier League career, but it was the perfect time because he assisted Sergio Aguero for an amazing goal that started like a comeback, which led to our first League champion league title, which led to us getting all that money, which led to us becoming as good as we are today. But, anyways, back to Dennis. So, 1985, Dennis was traded to the Bulls. Um, yeah, we knew Dennis Rodman's like the preeminent rebounder at this time. You add in Michael Jordan, who was still amazing, literally left the game because he was too bored, add in Scottie Pippen best defender in the league, boom, boom, boom. So yeah, of course they won a championship. What was also amazing, he had a 72 win game streak during that time. So as you can see him and Mario Balotelli with this like a goal every 68 minutes, these people were on fire at this time. Both of their careers were were amazing. However, there was still a lot of controversy. Dennis Rodman during this time had like a book release where he dressed up and came out in a dress. He married like Carmen Electra. Um, of course he was still getting like fines and all that stuff, car. Um, no, I'm sorry. That was Mario Balotelli getting his car towed over in Man City. But I mean, Dennis Rodman was still getting fines and stuff like that. So it was still just a lot of crazy stuff going on, but the Bulls could put up with it. I mean, he was a superstar. He was average. He was leading the league in in uh, defensive rebounding every single year. Mike, was a, Mike said he was able to kind of help get him focused and stuff like that. So it was really well. Second year, the Bulls, kind of the same thing, kind of got a little bit worse. Dennis Rodman was kind of backing out a little bit, wasn't quite as focused on the game, started to party a little bit more. However, they were still able to rein it in enough to kind of get him to another championship. Um, Third year, same story, backed out even further, um, still was able to get the championship, though. Then eventually, the whole thing blew up. Dennis Rodman got his trade out to the Lakers, which was kind of like, you know, supposed to be his... Big redemption again, but but at this point, he was a lot older. It was supposed to be kind of his glory days walking out on the way out. You know, Lakers didn't really go too well for him. Um, he kind of was bouncing around, then ended up with the Mavericks. He was only on the Mavericks for like a month, I believe. Um, he was like fighting and stuff like that. He was still going crazy at the time he was on the Mavericks. I think he averaged like 14 rebounds or something like that when he was playing for the Mavericks like in that short stint But I mean at this point the NBA was trying to go for a nicer look and that bad boy thing wasn't going so He was kicked from the league He was kicked from the Mavericks and then nobody was gonna pick him up. So that's how that happened But he eventually made it to the Hall of Fame and that's why we're talking about him today. His crazy antics crazy skill He is a persona, an iconic persona. So, shouts out, Dennis. So, I don't know if I would compare Mario Balotelli at AC Milan to Dennis Rodman at the Bulls, but yeah i mean you can say he went crazy he definitely went crazy his first couple of games at ac milan he was back over there after a trade um and he scored like 13 goals in his first 12 games this man was on a tear and yeah everybody thought wow we have him he's going back he's back to old mario who, who he was at inter milan that's all he needed was a trade back to a place that where people you know respect him and Not really, because, I mean, Juventus and a bunch of other people are calling him monkey and stuff like that. But that's a whole other story. So anyways, yeah, he was at Inter for three years. First year went really well. Last two years were very much like Dennis, where he kind of started to fall back into the controversy. And the things off the field started to muddy what was happening on the field. And so they eventually had to get rid of him. They eventually got rid of him to Nice. Soccer careers are a little longer, so you can bounce around a little bit more. And at Nice, he did pretty well. Um, He actually was doing really well like the first year. He scored like a goal every 120 minutes. they he he was doing well over there however something happened and he like didn't want to play at nice anymore i think like they ended up like eighth place or something like that and he was trying to get traded to marseille but the deal fell through and so he just stopped playing and then eventually like nice got rid of him and marseille just straight picked him up and then he went crazy again at marseille uh, at marseille he scored like seven goals in his first nine matches um yeah, he, he was honestly just just the same Mario, Mario Balotelli that people thought always, you know, they always knew and loved. That's what I'm trying to say. After that, he had like three years over there at Marseille, two or three years at Marseille. It went okay, up and down. Um, still a lot of controversy around him. And his dad was a longtime fan of a team called Brezia. And so Brezia had got a new owner and a lot of money. And they heard that his dad was a longtime fan and they decided to offer Mario Balotelli a contract. Mario Balotelli hearing about this told his family and his family was super excited. So he took the contract, he went over there, played terrible at Brezia, just like uh, Rodman over at the Lakers. Trash, might as well. I mean, Robin played well, but it wasn't anything like so much controversy, so much other stuff. It wasn't anything, you know, better than than it, it wasn't about to help the team. So now, after that, um, Mario Balotelli played for a team called like AC Mons or something like in second division. They had like. Uh, Jerome Boateng And they're trying to make a run But eventually You know Yeah I don't think he's gonna Ever make it back to Top flight soccer again Um Yeah All in all uh, It was a longer podcast Than normal But I I think that both of these guys Had amazing careers They're both Instrumental In multiple teams Winning championships Making it far In multiple cups And They both had crazy styles. They both had crazy controversy that followed them. Sometimes genius and crazy are two flips of the same coin, two halves of the same coin. Wow, I'm tired. Good night. Talk to you later.